Hello everybody and welcome to our daily podcast A Soli RPH here your virtual pharmacist. Today is October 25th, 2020 and I'm going to be talking about a prescription journey to the pharmacy. So your prescription goes through um, multiple stages and there is a procedure for uh, getting a prescription ready in the end for you as a patient so you can pick it up and start using your medication. It starts at your doctor's office when you see your doctor and a doctor, uh, you know, your doctor could be the uh, MD or uh, their assistant like a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant. And they all have the prescriptive uh, authority so they can uh, write you a prescription uh, for a medication that is needed for your condition. Uh, there are multiple ways of um, giving you a prescription. The most common these days and the most convenient is something called e-scribing, which is electronic prescribing. And also there is another way which is uh, um, used to be an, a common way, which is a written prescription. And by the, by the way, the written prescription could be handwritten prescription or computer-generated, which is they print it out, they type it in on a, on a computer program, they print it out and give it to you as a hard copy. Typically, your doctor would um, sign it, hand sign it, for it to be, to be valid. And we're going to talk later about uh, some details regarding that. Um, but wet signature or handwritten signature is usually required sometimes if it's non-controlled prescription your doctor can uh, generate it with the electronic signature which is which will be accepted by the pharmacist too as long as it's not controlled medication and we can talk uh, in another episode about that as well in details um, uh, so those are the ways, or another way, by the way, um, is calling in a prescription. And that's still valid, and um, it's kind of common to, um, is calling in by phone. So, or the doctor can leave a message for your, for your pharmacist. Um, so they, give, they call it also a verbal authorization of a prescription. Um, so those are the ways. Um, oh, one more way is a faxed prescription. Once again, whether it's controlled or non-controlled, there are specifics required for controlled prescriptions to be faxed. But typically, a regular medication can be faxed uh, with a prescription to your pharmacy as well. Um, so after the, your prescription is being sent, uh, to um, the pharmacy. In uh, one note regarding the e-scribing, by the way, the electronic prescription goes through to a hub. And that's like a central hub for um, many companies that would do that. Uh, those companies are specialized in uh, e-scribe and doctors have to enroll or subscribe in order to get that service. Um, and they pay for that annually, by the way. So um, the, the prescription goes through a hub and then the hub distributes or redistributes those prescriptions 
to wherever it's going to your pharmacy or my pharmacy um, or whichever pharmacy. So um, that typically takes between one to two hours based on uh, the, you know, the traffic, the network traffic, um, which usually is busy. Um, and um, just to, so you can reset your expectations. Uh, so my doctor sent in a prescription, like you went to urgent care or, or, or something like that and you're feel, feeling sick. Uh, your doctor sent in a prescription like 10 minutes ago. Um, I would say do not expect it to be at the pharmacy right away in most cases. Sometimes it, it would get earlier to the pharmacy, but typically it takes between one to two hours um, in order to get to the pharmacy. That's for the e-scribe. As far as uh, a paper prescription, Typically, you have to drop it off yourself. If you got a hard copy prescription in hand, you want to hand it to your pharmacist or pharmacy team. Um, if your doctor is going to call it in, uh, that's also it also goes in, into a queue. So that doesn't mean that it was called in uh, verbally by phone that it's going to have to be filled right away. It also goes in a queue and everybody takes his turn or her turn according to the workload in the pharmacy uh, so those are the ways and then you they get to the pharmacy uh, as uh, a medication authorization or prescription authorization also prescription is known as rx to the pharmacist now it got to the pharmacy then the pharmacy team is going to do the work and the journey starts at the pharmacy Pharmacy team is usually comprised of one pharmacist at least that must be on site and then pharmacy technicians. It depends on uh, how busy that pharmacist is and every company assigns or let's say district assigns a number of hours of the pharmacy health to the pharmacist so they can process prescriptions, fill prescriptions and uh, you know, offer uh, customer service and so on. Um, now, that's the dispensing uh, process that's going to start. Uh, once the prescription gets to the pharmacy by all the means I mentioned, whether it's verbally, uh, electronic, uh, faxed, or uh, handwritten or computer generated, then the technician is going to start typing those prescriptions to process them. Uh, after the prescription has been typed with all the, the codes required and all the description and everything, it goes through to your uh, prescription insurance. And of course, as you know, there is medical insurance and there is prescription insurance. Uh, typically, medical insurance usually is separate than prescription. In some cases, they would be on the same card, uh, insurance card for medical and prescription. But um, when the prescription goes through the insurance, there are some requirements I would like you to understand. Um, there, there is something called DAW or dispense as written. And the most common DAW are 0, 1, or 2. DAW 0 means dispense as written, and that's a code required by your doctor to send it into the pharmacist which means 
Mr. Pharmacist, you are, or Miss Pharmacist, you are allowed to substitute. That means if I wrote a medication prescription for, let's say, as a brand name, Norvesc for blood pressure, then you're allowed as a pharmacist to uh, dispense a generic available, FDA-approved generic, uh, which is amlodipine, but it's made by so many manufacturers, and we have so many generic companies available in the United States, by the way. Um, that's DAW0. Then DAW1, dispense as written, 1, which is required by your doctor at the time when the doctor needs very specific the brand name of the medication only to be dispensed to you, not any of the generics. For one reason or another, it's your doctor's preference. It's something that you had as a problem with a generic or more than one generic. So there are many reasons for your doctor to choose a brand name um, commercially available over a generic name. That's DAW1. And by the way, regarding DAW1, DAW1 cannot be broken by the pharmacist. The pharmacist cannot dispense generic if your doctor specified DAW1. In order for that to be broken, your pharmacist must call the, the doctor to get authorization for that. And we can get into further details later. Um, now, DAW2. I don't know if so many patients, I don't think so many patients know about that. It's actually a legal right to you as a patient that we as pharmacists can dispense generics, uh, I'm sorry, brand names based on your request if your doctor did not specify brand name. And that's what we call dispense as written two. The code is two, number two. So your doctor would not specify that, would put DW0 on the prescription. The pharmacist has the freedom to dispense the generic, but you as a patient come to me and say, hey, Mr. Pharmacist, I do not want the generic for one reason or another. I would like to get the brand name. Then at your request, I'll put as a, a code of DW2 submitted to your insurance in order to dispense the brand name. Um, but here is a little trick about it. Usually, insurance companies would charge you more copay or higher copay if you request the brand versus your doctor requested the brand. And be aware of that. So, uh, let's give an instance. Uh, once again, Norvesc versus Amlodipine. Uh, doctor sent in a prescription for Norvesc, DAW0, substitution is permitted. You told the pharmacist, I want the brand name. Then your insurance might, for instance, charge you a $100 copay. Your doctor prescribed it and gave um, approval to the pharmacist to dispense the brand name only, which is DAW1. Then the pharmacist can submit it that way. Let's say your copay is going to be $50. So it's usually lower copay than if you requested it. Or the doctor gave substitution permission, DW0, and your pharmacist is going to dispense the generic. 
then the insurance might charge you $10 for copay. See the difference between the three? Requested by your doctor, requested by you, or uh, substitution is allowed. Um, also, I wanted to let everybody know that for brand names only, uh, typically there, um, there are assistant programs uh, from uh, uh, manufacturers. Um, they also call it copay card. Uh, like once, uh, another is instance is uh, Androgel, for example. Uh, so you go to androgel.com online, uh, find out about a coupon or a voucher from the manufacturer that would actually uh, uh, give you a discount on the copay or take off of your copay up to a certain limit. Let's say the brand name is going to cost uh, uh, $50 for dispense as written one. Uh, then probably the, the manufacturer would give you assistance for $25. Then you'll end up um, paying $25 instead of $50. And the pharmacist does it in a way, it's called COB, Coordination of Benefits. And that's, by the way, not approved for Medicare uh, for 65 plus, of course, our uh, senior citizens, and Medicaid. So any governmentally funded insurance do not accept um, assistance programs like that um, so that's the copay card uh, so typically you would um, print it out or get it even on your phone present it to the pharmacist with all the information uh, bin number PCN ID and group number they can process that as coordination of benefits that means they bill your insurance first your insurance charges a copay, then the copay assistance program or copay card would pick up some amount of that and then you will pay the remainder amount. Um, as far as other uh, issues with the insurance could be prior authorization. And to explain what that is really quick, um, that means your insurance has a formulary list and that formulary list uh, has medications that are preferred by the insurance. Anything outside this list or not on it is going to require prior authorization. And uh, that comes to the tiers, whether it's tier one, tier two, or tier three. Um, so your insurance is going to ask your doctor to submit some information or explanation. Why did the doctor request this particular brand because of course it's more expensive not a ver you know not a generic available uh, in the market so that's what prior authorization is uh, usually it takes um, from 24 hours up to 48 hours sometimes even longer especially for Medicaid patients to get the prior authorization approved by the insurance once the prior authorization is approved by the insurance, the pharmacy can go ahead and resubmit the claim and get it approved, um, you know, covered by the insurance. Sometimes the insurance would even deny the prior authorization and would authorize the doctor uh, to, to prescribe something different. Typically is uh, cheaper in price. Uh, that's in regards to prior authorization. Um, then 
after that after all that is done it goes to the verification or adjudication by the pharmacist or something called DUR or drug utilization review which means the pharmacist is going to look at the prescription data entry verification visual verification to make sure you got the right pill or the right injection right medication in the box or the bottle make sure everything is right on the label uh, and then you're going to see by the way your pharmacist initials sometimes even the name on the label of the the medication that was dispensed to you so you can always know which pharmacist verified your prescription because that's very important uh, the pharmacist would look at drug drug interaction drug disease interaction or any side effects expected after all that is done it goes through to the filling process whether it's filled for the brand name or generic and generic by the way is another name for off-brand some people call it also knock off brand which is not the mother uh, name brand that was or the, the original that was originally uh, manufactured it's the generic the other companies and generics by the way come from multiple manufacturers sometimes 10 or 15 uh, even um, and the brand name is is made only by one company and the generic is uh, has to be FDA approved for prescription medications um, after it's been filled and the pharmacist looks at it again to verify the medication is right it goes to the filing so they file the prescription by your last name and then you come to the pharmacy for pickup after you get notification alert um, you know like um, a text message a call or email uh, you come to the pharmacy whether it's a, at the drive-through or you know inside the pharmacy for pickup you are um, going to be offered counseling if you have any questions or the pharmacist has some advice to give you regarding or uh, directions uh, as to how to use the medication uh, times to take it and how many times to take it and so on um, that's counseling and then you sign for your prescription and pay your copay if there is any sometimes there is not copay and voila now you got your prescription ready you take it home you start taking your medications and if you have any questions you always feel free to call your pharmacist and ask any questions uh, this concludes today's um, topic which is a prescription journey to the pharmacy and um, I'll, you're more than welcome to ask questions leave me messages and uh, we're going to be doing that uh, daily um, and um, I'll hear from you guys and thank you so much for listening